he's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get Matt Long, and this is the Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here on another sweltering hot August morning in the hill country. Keep praying for rain and a little bit of cooler temperatures, man. There's some stuff I'd like to get done outside around my house, and uh, I ain't going out there when it's 98. I'm sorry. It's just going to have to wait. If it's 98, it has to wait. You know, I'm telling you what, I should be writing ads for TV. So <laughs> um, so we got a lot of things on your calendar. You know, I come in here every morning because I want to get you engaged and get involved in some form or fashion of self-governance. It's the way this country was created. And the idea was that you and I are in charge of the government and that we, uh, we're, we're the ones who make the ultimate decisions and unfortunately, over a number of generations, we've gotten out of that habit. And so many, many, many of us uh, don't even know what that means anymore, what self-governance means. And so um, the, uh, the, the, that's what I'm here to try to talk to you about. Self-governance, what does it mean? How do you get involved? There are a number of different organizations that meet regularly in the Hill Country and if you're listening on the interwebs somewhere out there in uh, the rest of the world, um, there is very likely an organization in your area that you can get plugged in with. And if not, that means it's your job to get one started. So pay attention here, listen here, and uh, hopefully we can help you some form or fashion. Got a great show lined up for uh, you today. Uh, Pastor Greg's going to be on at the bottom of the hour um, we ended up, uh, 45 minutes on the phone last night and, uh, we, we, uh, talked to death about three different, uh, topics. And finally, when I had to go, I said, all right, pastor Greg, uh, your choice, uh, whatever you, whatever you bring up tomorrow, I'll go along with it. So it is a complete mystery to me what I'm going to be talking about with pastor Greg, but uh, I'm pretty much ready for anything. Um, we've got a great opportunity tonight if you live in, uh, well, anywhere in the Hill Country. If you want to get down and meet the people of We the People, Liberty in Action, they're going to have a meet and greet tonight at 6 o'clock at City West Church, which uh, someone has told me is uh, nearer Ingram than Kerrville uh, on that stretch there of the great uh, Ingram-Kerrville Metroplex. City West Church at 6 o'clock tonight. Meet and greet for We the People, Liberty in Action. Now, this organization is um, is interesting in the fact that they do not have the regular monthly free movie of the month uh, meetings, right, where everybody just shows up at a meeting and everybody goes home and they come back next month. Um, what these guys do is they have these meet and greets occasionally, and when you go to a meet and greet, you uh, find you find their um, uh, focus group, whatever they call them, their subcommittee, their focus group that is is focused in on the one topic that gets your goat. What is that one topic that is the burr under your saddle? This is then where you plug yourself in because that's where the most motivation is. 
And then within that smaller group, then you'll be able to function and work properly and be able to fight whatever that is that is the burr under your saddle. We, the people, Liberty in Action, are fighting city. There are fighting. I, you know, fighting is the right word. I was about to say that's not the right word, but it is. They are taking on uh, city council. They are taking on county, the county commissioners. They are uh, very active at the state level as well. So tonight at 6 o'clock at City West Church, go to the meet and greet of We the People, Liberty in Action. All right, this Thursday night up in Lano, and that's L-L-A-N-O-T-Party.com, LanoTeaParty.org, I'm sorry, .org, LanoTeaParty.org is having their monthly Tea Party meeting. They are also, by the way, they are not also, but they are one of the original Tea Parties in uh, the Hill Country. Um, being actually being founded, uh, sometime in either 09 or, or 2010. And, uh, they're still meeting and, uh, their, their speaker is, this week is, uh, Margaret Byfield with, uh, American Stewards of Liberty. And, uh, they are, she's going to be presenting her program called 30 by 30. Now, if you've seen that in Fredericksburg or in Kerrville, um, you want to go see it again, or you want to take somebody, take a county commissioner with you. A county commissioner really, really needs to hear this presentation. This is the plan of the federal government to take over 30% of the land and waters in the United States, 30% of the land and water in the United States, and um, put it in the hands of the federal government because, you know, they just know better how to take care of that land. And uh, Margaret Byfield will lay out that plan and how they're doing it and how you can fight it, how you can be against it. Um, and so uh, that is uh, this Thursday night. Uh, go to lalanoteaparty.org for all the details. Um, and uh, a week from this Thursday, the Fredericksburg Tea Party is going to be uh, firing back up after taking a couple of months off this summer. Um, I have to tell you, I've just put in, uh, just received a large order of books from three different uh, organizations. I'll uh, tell you right now that uh, we are going to have, uh, we have some books from David Barton that are going to be there. We had a lot of uh, interesting books on George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Ben Franklin, uh, the 5,000-year leap. Uh, we're going to be fully stocked at our August uh, the 11th meeting and we, um, I do my best to buy these books at a discount so that we can pass that on to you. So uh, I do have five copies of the Founder's Bible, which will uh, be able to sell to you at a little bit less expensive than you can get online. And so if you've been wanting one of those, um, I'm going to have five copies and uh, like I said, you since we bought them at a discount, we'll be able to pass that discount on to you. So uh, along with some other goods, uh, so that is one good. Uh, that's something exciting to be uh, to see at the tea party. And uh, George Rodriguez, our speaker, you're going to love this guy. He's El Conservador, and uh, he's a Hispanic uh, Texas. Uh, he's a Texan with uh with us with a hispanic background and raising and upbringing and uh has a radio program and uh he is uh, absolutely amazing you'll love george rodriguez 
He's going to be our speaker at Thursday night, the 11th of August. And uh, let me pull up a random, and I know what that word means. You know, kids use that word today. They don't even know what it means. Um, these kids today, they just got no respect. I'm telling you, what's this world coming to? So, random, poor Richards. Um, as pride increases, fortune declines. As pride increases, fortune declines. And uh, it's interesting. You know, fortune, we think about that as being money, but fortune can also mean just your life. How are things going? Your fortune in life. And uh, as pride increases, your fortune declines. Keep that head size down. Y'all stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. We are back. You know it's uh, you know it's election season when uh, once again the headlines. Um, Abbott released a statement. Uh, Governor Abbott, you know, between uh, declaring uh, states of emergency, what are we in the thirty seventh month of uh, fifteen days to flatten the curve, and uh, why they keep calling it emergency? The governor keeps calling it emergency, which gives your city and county. The ability or the the, the gives them the uh, the courage or something to call it an emergency, therefore taking away more of your rights. Um, but anyway, just uh, interesting that uh, you can tell we're uh, hitting election season hardcore when Governor Abbott releases a statement that says uh, he's gonna he's gonna build that wall. He's gonna keep building that wall, and I'm thinking, good lord, you know. Right before the primaries, before the primaries, Abbott was out there telling us how he's going to do this and that and protect our border. And the the questions were, so why haven't you done it in the last six or seven or eight years? And then we hear the, the bus scheme, right? And uh, I am proud to say that when uh, the scheme of uh, sending buses to Washington, D.C. came out, it really bothered me. Uh, the rain, the main reason I got mad about it was because Abbott told us, see, he, he told us right, this is right before the primaries and he's got challengers for the first time ever. And so right before the primaries, Abbott says, well, I'm going to fill buses up and send them up to DC. And I remember thinking, you know, what, what a pandering uh, but listen, I just need to stop right there. What a pandering person, right? And 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 the issue I had with him, first of all, my uh, there were several reactions. Number one was, woohoo, he's sending buses to Washington. How awesome! Number two was, and it's now he's announcing it right before the primary. And then number three is, why in the world did he even tell us or let anybody know? What was the point of that? All right. The point of it was that he was pandering for your votes. Now, I'm going to tell you that um, as much as that bothered me, it's actually ended up um, uh, making uh, paying off, hadn't it? 
We've got the uh, now the governor of or the the uh, mayor of uh, of Washington D.C. is all upset because of four thousand people in Washington D.C. There's a headline this morning that says uh, uh, the El Paso crossing is getting a thousand a day, a thousand a day, and uh, the mayor of D.C. says. Well, well, wait a minute. Um, there's four thousand. That's four days worth, right? Four days worth. Um, the buses are moving north. Uh, Gail and I were uh, driving back from East Texas, um, and we, I, I take the back roads, I, even if it's thirty minutes longer. I do everything I can to avoid the, uh, the uh, interstates, even if I have to drive through some stretches of the country at fifty-five or sixty. Yes, that is me. Um, and, uh, we started seeing the, the buses on a back road and, uh, we were into Heiko. I think we were between, uh, yeah, we were pulling into, going into Heiko, pulling into Heiko and, uh, we start seeing the buses and there was about 13 of them that went by us. Uh, I think the first batch there was eight and then there was a stray and then a couple of miles down the road was another stray. These all white buses unmarked. Um, and, uh, obviously, um, uh, rental buses, what would you call that? They've been, uh, leased. All right. Obviously leased buses, you know, and so I'm trying to think of, well, what's the benefit of the doubt? They could be tourist buses, but you know, we have those tourist buses that pull into Fredericksburg every weekend. And those buses are, they, they're, they're colored up and painted, uh, uh, like a, like a cruise ship right? Like a holiday cruise ship. And, uh, they, they're advertising who they are big time on their bus. And they want the same little old, uh, um, tourists that got off of that bus. They want them to get back on the bus. And so the same bus. And so, you know, these white buses are not tourists, uh, coming up from the uh, border or coming up from anywhere. And so when we stopped in Heiko, I took the paper map out. I had Gail bring the paper map in with us to the restaurant. And I sat down and it was like, all right, here's where we saw these buses on the map. Now tell me where they could have been coming from. We eliminated San Antonio right away because where we saw them and which way they were headed, had they come from San Antonio, they wouldn't be on that road. And so just working the map, those buses are all going across country. The quickest way, the shortest route, uh, the shortest route, which if you're coming from the border and headed to, uh, uh, you know, the Northeast somewhere, if you're coming from McAllen or um, our border area, it, it, the interstates are not the smart way to do it. And so these these buses we're seeing um, everybody keeps saying they're full of, uh, of, 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 uh, illegals. Um, and when we see pictures of them loading the buses, we see those all the time on the news of the, uh, the lines of people who've just gotten dry enough to get onto a boat or onto a bus. Um, and they're the same, the buses look the same and they're headed up all over the, the country. But um, all of my point of this is that um, it's it, we've got Abbott once again telling us he's now gonna he's gonna build a border wall because he's feeling pressure, he's feeling pressure, and um, the other the other thing I'm telling you you are seeing uh, that's telling you that um, 
that election season is coming up is all these Republicans who are saying that they are going to push for school choice. This year, this is right for school choice this year. And I got Brian Harrison. I got, I've had several um, representatives that I have seen make comments that, you know, school choice this year. I'm not sure if they're trying to play us for fools or they're either the fool or they think we're a fool. I, I haven't figured it out yet. Brian Harrison either doesn't know what he's talking about or does know what he's talking about, but doesn't believe we know what he's talking about. The reason is because you and I know that the education committee is run by Democrats and Democrats are never, ever, ever going to give in to school choice. And I can tell you that by the number of witnesses, the, the, the types and the witnesses they had show up that they've invited the people they favor the, on the Democrat uh, held um, education committee in the Texas house the people they have invited, the ones they like, and the ones that they had uh, testify for two whole days uh, last week, every one of those groups is against school choice, every one of them. So these guys are pushing that school choice is going to be the issue this year. If you hear anybody running for office, ask them how in the world they're going to pull that off with a Democrat-led education committee at the state of Texas. Have you called your representative yet? Have you called uh, your representative and uh, said, hey, um, we want the education committee in the hands of Republicans this year? Call your representative and say, look, we're sick and tired of Democrats chairing, chairing um, uh, uh, committees in a Republican-controlled House, and they're gonna, they're, 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 that's not going to change. I, I, am, I hate making concrete statements like that, but that's not going to change this next session. There's just not enough pushback from the right people to get that to change. But maybe we can get enough pushback to get the education committee in the hands of good Republicans, not just sloppy Republicans, not the rhinos, not the origami Republicans who fold and bend. And by the way, the the we will uh, the the we will know. We will know that committee by its fruits, and if we're and if it ends up that we have a Republican education committee, and they don't let any of this school choice or any of these other things parents are trying to fight in Texas go through, I guess we'll just have to wait another two years. It's a waiting game, and the establishment Republicans they are betting on the fact that they can wait us out. And the reason they're doing that is because they've done it so many times. They just wear the conservatives out and they go back to where they were. There's not enough of us making enough noises, not enough of us calling them, not enough of us going to these committee hearings. And so they believe they can, they can wait us out. They can put up with all the yelling on the radio and representatives that uh, support the speaker um, Dade Phelan, uh, representatives. Oh, uh, let's see off the top of my head. Uh, oh, I know Andy Murr supports the speaker. Um, these guys, they're, they're going to stop. They haven't been paying attention to the conservative voice. They're not going to until they feel that you're a threat. And then they may start paying attention to you. And what I mean by threat is 
you can take them out in the next primary. Until they believe that, they're not going to pay any attention to you. So this is, uh, this is where we're at. The, uh, the campaign promises are coming up. The Republicans are telling you they're going to give you school choice, but I don't know how that's going to happen. The governor is going to tell you he's, um, he's going to build the wall. Well, he's had seven years uh, to come, you know, be doing all these things, and he hasn't. <clears throat> but, you know, right before the, right before the, um, right before the election, he's going to make all these promises, and we're all going to go out and say, yeah, that Abbott's finally getting serious, and yeah, the Texas House, they're, they're going to get a school choice this year. All bunch of promises right for the election. Then we'll go in and we'll vote for all the R's. Um, you know, one of the topics I gave uh, Pastor Greg to discuss today, we'll see if he picks this one, is a very simple question. Why should I vote for a Republican? Why should I vote for any Republicans this fall? And if your answer includes a reference to the Democrats along the lines of, well, it's better than the Democrats, um, you're not going to get very far with me. So uh, we'll see. I think that's an interesting conversation we need to start having. Um, why in the world should I vote for a Republican this fall? Tell me why. I'm going to, but how would I explain that to someone else without pointing a finger at the Democrats without saying, well, it's better than Democrats. You don't want the Democrats in charge. That's your only reason to vote for a Republican. We're in trouble. Y'all stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. idea what's yeah, going go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness hey welcome back folks this is pastor greg i'm here with matt long and you're listening to the children generation radio program and the matt long show and we join forces here on uh, on tuesdays and it is uh, it's it's absolutely awesome to have the opportunity to be in 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 uh broadcast with my good friend Matt Long and the Hill Country Patriot Radio along with the Children Generation Radio Network and we uh we love we love doing this and so uh great to be with you Matt we've got some we've got this is a very very serious topic and you know I we you and I talked quite a bit about this last night we're going to talk about J6, January 6th, however you want to call it. But the, the issue that we're addressing here is bigger than the day. To me, the January 6th issue is not just about January 6th. You can roll this back and, and talk about Ruby Ridge 
And what was that? The test that I believe I believe that that was a test. The Weaver family came under assault by a, by by an overarching federal government. You had the David Koresh, and and you can argue about you know what Koresh was doing, but in the but the bottom line is is the federal government bombed the church, right? And you, I mean, you could take it. You look at what happened up in San Angelo. You had a a sect of of Mormonisms that believed in polygamy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's it's their right to believe in that if they if they would so choose to do so. And you had a federal government that that interceded in that particular issue. We have a federal government now that has basically said you have no right to free speech and they're using big tech to shut free speech down. Facebook's Twitter's they they pulled parlor down for a minute. Um, you have they're using woke corporations. They're using Disney to push their agendas. Uh, and then in addition to that, uh, you have them saying you can't you can't gather together unless we let you mm-hmm. or we approve it. You can't redress the government unless we approve it. You have no right to your person and your property. We're going to smash your door in, break out your windows, and we're going to come in and we're going to get you. And we're not just going to get you, but we're going to get your children as well. This is, this is supposed to be the United States of America. These kinds of things are not supposed to happen here. And my... My concern and my challenge is, folks, when they roll military-style gear and military-style vehicles onto, into your neighborhood, number one, you ought to know your neighbors, mm. right? I mean, you, you should know who's living around you. And if you do know who's living around you, then then you should know that if the federal government is doing that and they're not drug dealers and they're not running prostitutes out of their home and they're not they're not doing any of these illegal things. They're just got good old God fearing church going kinds of folks. I'm sorry, man, but that's why we have a Second Amendment. The Second Amendment has nothing to do with hunting and self-defense. It has to do with stopping tyranny. Mm. Period. Period. We either believe it or we don't. Absolutely. You know, I find it interesting. There were two things I wrote down while you were talking, and you mentioned, uh, and we talked about this last night, Ruby Ridge and Waco and and a number of these other interesting, uh, a number of these tyrannical moves by the federal government over the, the previous years, and you called them a test. And part of there was my first reaction to it was, well, that means they uh, that means it was all planned ahead of time as a test. I think that it was looked back upon. I believe that in a lot of these instances, the government or whoever, not the whoever, whatever uh, subcommittee in the government, whether it's the DOJ or whatever three letter organization, 
I believe that they look back at those instances and say, you know, nobody came out to defend those people. We were clearly in the wrong and nobody came out. I watched uh, the Capital Punishment movie, and I think this is what you're talking about. There was video in Capital Punishment movie of the military rolling up to people's house to arrest them for just being at the Capitol in uh, D.C. on January 6th, and it was just overhanded. The, the, the personal, the friend I know who was arrested at 4 in the morning, the, the, it looked the same. I don't know about the military vehicles, but you would have thought they were going in after, you know, a, 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 a mass murderer who had been on yep. the run, and they finally just found them, and they're going in after yep. them. And um, yep. so, yeah, that is, and, and your question is, and, and we talked about this, why did the neighbors not come out and stand up? And I, I think and, mo- most of us would answer, what, what, give us your answer on that. Well, and 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 my well, my answer is, and I've and I've made this very clear. My fence posts are painted purple. That that's your warning. So if I'm the one you're coming after, that's your warning. If it has to do with somebody going in, I'm going to be like, wait a minute. Um, if I know if I know that neighbor and I and I and I and I know who they are. Then I'm going to be saying, hold, hold on a minute. Uh, this is this looks to me like this is a little overhanded. Um, I, I I think that the that you know the issue becomes if we were more tightly knit as a community and and better knew who our neighbors were, then we would be looking out for one another. I'll give you an example. Um, I had a, a, a tech come over because I needed some work done um, over here at the house. And he was telling me, he said that, you know, he lives out here in, in, in the Bandera area. And he was out of town and he sent somebody to his property to check on, on the property. And he got a call from his neighbor. And the neighbor was like, hey, um, there's somebody at your door. I got them scoped. What do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. Do I pull the trigger or, 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 or are they supposed to be there? Wow. Folks, I know you're like, go, oh, holy smokes. Look, <laughs> I, you know what? We should have one another's back. I, I remember watching a video a number of years back. This was during the Obama years. And there was a fella, and they had gone to his house because I, I don't remember all of the situation, but the bottom line was is there was a standoff that happened, and the neighbors showed up, and they called the sheriff, and the sheriff came out and took the side of his citizen and basically backed the feds off. Mm. Yeah, I think we're going to – that's our hope. That is our hope when we want constitutional sheriffs, and we talk about constitutional mm-hmm. – sheriffs that's what we that's what we're hoping that our sheriff will come up and stand up to us but boy we got it we sure have to know who we're voting for for sheriff and we need to know that they're going to do that you know we're already seeing that where the feds have already started knocking doors i've heard about it in kansas and other places just you know friendly requests to see your firearms you know they just want to double check and make sure that uh 
you know that's that we noticed you bought three guns last uh, in the last two months and we just want to make sure those guns are here and that you're not reselling them and we've got county sheriffs up there they're saying oh uh -uh, no way get off of their property you no, you can't do this your county sheriff is well, the last line in your in your area I'm going to be interviewing. There's a sheriff. His name is Bob Songer. And he has said, because, you know, the ATF has been uh, doing these surprise home visits, apparently. And he is in Klickitat County. Uh, and, and he sent out a notice to his, uh, to the citizens there. He sent out an alert notice to them. And he said that the agents are using the 1968 gun act as their authority, uh, following up on approved 4473 background checks. And if you bought two or more firearms at a time, they're coming out to your house and knocking on your door. And he said, if any of those folks show up and knock on your door, you call me. Because you need to tell them to leave your property, and you need to tell them to leave it ASAP. And if they don't leave your property, I'm going to arrest them. Yep. That's the kind of sheriff we need. And uh, that that is going to be yep. your, that's going to be the defense, the last line of defense before you and I have to start pulling the trigger as someone comes down our driveway. And uh, that's, yep. that is not a day, I'm, uh, that's not a day I even what? want to come around. None of us are looking forward to that kind of a day taking place. But my but my warning to you folks is 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 to is be prepared and be prayed up. Be prayed up. You know, God's given us these freedoms and these liberties, and God's given us this country, and we cannot let this nation become an atheistic stronghold that sodomizes our children, and and that destroys the rights and the freedoms and the liberties and where we don't stand up for others that are trying to pursue the same. We can't allow the United States of America to go to hell, mm. period. Yep. Thank you Thank for you. having me. Absolutely. <laughs> Always right. a pleasure. Thank you, Pastor Greg. <laughs> All right. God bless you all. Take care. Bye-bye now. are back touchy subject for me um and i think for most americans um you know we uh, this was a couple of years ago when um you know they're coming after our guns and someone said well you know they come down my driveway i'm going to start shooting i <clears throat> you know that's a real easy thing to say you know, a couple of shots and a beer, and you're sitting around Friday night, and yeah, well, I'll, we'll show them. They come up my driveway, I'll start shooting. I think that the vast majority of us are not trigger happy. Um, in fact, I would think it's like the vast, 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 vast majority of us do not want to pull that trigger. 
Um, who is it that's going to be coming up your driveway? Is it going to be someone you know? Is it going to be a complete stranger? And if and 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 one of the things Pastor Greg was talking about last night, and and again a little bit of a discussion this morning, but his, his you know he Pastor Greg says, well, all the neighbors who watched your friend getting arrested should have been out there defending you. And I'm thinking, you. Do what with guns? So you wake up at four in the morning. There's all this noise, and you go outside, and you see your local sheriff. You see the police department. You see a bunch of black suburbans. You see heavily armed with true military style weapons, not a semi-automatic. Um, and in one of the videos that we see on one of the videos we saw on. Capital Punishment, the movie, um, shows actually, a, a, I, I don't know, I, I'm not military equipment guy, but it shows a tank. It's like a teeny, little teeny tiny tank. It's like a cute tank, and uh, it's got this uh, turret that's rolling around, and, uh, you know, the neighbors come out. Uh, are you going to, uh, is that what you're going to do? You and your neighbors going to just, we're just going to open up fire on this uh, fully armed uh, military uh, convoy that is uh, on your street. I, is it, is that what you're going to do? It sounds pretty suicidal to me. In fact, it sounds pretty stupid to me. And yet that is, that is at the end of the day, that is how tyranny is fought. So I guess the question is, when do you start shooting? And and I I'm not in a hurry to shoot. I think you know one of the things I've I've uh, I've, I've learned from uh, watching TV all my life is that when you shoot at people, they shoot back. Right? That's kind of the way it works. Um, and uh, so uh, I I don't know. I know uh, I know people who uh, say uh, the ballot is no good. We're 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 uh, to bullets right now. I don't know. Who are you going to shoot at? Who are you going to shoot at? And how many of them do you think you can take out before they get you? I, I, I'm not a proponent of this. I think there will come a time when we do need to defend. I don't know when it is. Is it now? Got a, one of my listeners, regular listener, who I have a tremendous amount of respect for. I'm just going to read this uh, text word for word. And uh, see what happens. It says, uh, Pastor Greg is dead on correct. Remember ha Patrick Henry's speech? What is the purpose of this martial array? It is our job to stack, stop these attacks directly, no matter how much force it takes. Otherwise, our talk about the Second Amendment is empty. Our government has been overthrown, and the people in power are using the enforcement agencies to round up and silence dissidents. Stopping them directly is stopping the further overthrow of our Constitution. Sure, call Buddy first. That's uh, Buddy, um, our uh, sheriff up in Gillespie County. I almost said Buddy Holly. That's uh, Sheriff Buddy Mills. Thank you. Says, sure, call Buddy Mills first, but if he doesn't stand up, then we the people need to directly stop them. <clears throat> that, this is a very scary thought to me. And it ought to be scary to everyone out there. What are you going to do? What are you doing? And um, it's spooky. It is spooky, spooky to me. Um, we're definitely 
under tyranny. You know, there was an article, and these keep coming out. These articles keep showing up over and over and over. There is an article in the Epoch Times of a woman, a Holocaust survivor, um, and uh, she, she, her line, her advice to Americans is resist, wake up, and stop obeying. And she goes through when she, she tells her story about uh, escaping from Romania as a little girl and then being picked up and put into a children's uh, concentration camp and goes through her story of that, of, of orf, the orphan's concentration camp and how they were treated and how she got out of that. And so then she basically, she says that when she started seeing in our country this idea of, um, you know, being forced to take a shot, all right, medical tyranny. She says, we, I've seen that. She said, under the Nazi regime, medicine was weaponized. All right. The first, though the Jews were the primary target, she said, the first medically murdered victims were disabled German infants and children under the age of three. Um, and uh, they, the Nazis called them worthless eaters. And it was a, a concerted effort to be rid of what their propaganda called the economic burden. All right. And so she is saying that what we, she is watching in this country, the incremental steps that are being taken in this country are the same incremental steps that Adolf Hitler took. And his was over a period of 10 years. All right, before things really came up to a full, uh, up to a full blow. Um, even in the, uh, there's, there, there, she goes back to a, uh, a U.S. Supreme Court decision where um, there was a forced a sterilization of a woman uh, because she was mentally defective. Um, this she talks at the banality of evil. It is banal means it's just boring and just doesn't draw anything up. No, no, doesn't no red flags. It's just banal. All right. And the evil acts that way. It sneaks in on us in so many forms and fashions as a country and as an individual. And, and it is, it, it is up to us to stop a tyrannical government, but where, when, and how, I still believe at this point in time that we can make a difference locally. I believe at this point in time that we can still save Texas. And uh, yes, I think this idea of Texit is still a viable argument that we need to be prepared to leave the union. That is something I'm, I, I'm, I'm not Right now, I think we should be studying to leave the union. Set everything up, but don't pull the trigger yet, right? But know what it is, know how we're going to do it, under what conditions we would do it, and set that up now. And that's what we've been asking the Texas legislature to do for several sessions. Unfortunately, every time we discuss it, 
the uh, the uh, opposition, which is a whole lot of Republicans, by the way, they'll say, well, they're trying to uh, exit right now. They if you if we vote on this, that means we're going to leave the union. No, that's not the bills that are putting up. That is the propaganda about the bills that have been put up. It is a it has has been this idea of let's figure this out, what it would take to leave how we would do it, what would be the steps, all of that needs to be done ahead of time. That's going to take a lot of time. You know how slow our government works. I mean, even if, even if they started now, if we decided as a state, let's just say all it just all hell broke loose and the vast majority of Texans said, we want out now. Well, the transition, the transition is going to take time. In fact, probably a couple of years. And so if we haven't done some homework ahead of time and are prepared for it, then that's two more years of a delay. So that's why I'm going to keep pushing for this idea of let's study what it takes for Texas to leave the union. Don't pull the trigger. But, um, folks, every day when I see what's happening at the national level, I move a little bit closer to we could control this if it was just Texas. I know we don't have control of it now, but I I, I think that if it was just Texas, and um, I think a lot of the uh, folks who don't want us to leave, I think a lot of them would actually leave the state. We might be better off. All right, so before we get out of here, let me give you a little bit of Romans. I did not have my Bible open already, so here we go. I'm in Romans 1, and uh, we I've used this one a lot, but um, I, I like this. Uh, uh, 1 and 16, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, but the righteous man shall live by faith. It says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. And so what is being said here is that God, God sees what's going on. He's got his eye on this. And the ungodliness and the unrighteousness and those who suppress the truth, they know they're doing wrong. And uh, in verse 20, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse. So take a look around. Man, if you haven't seen some of those new uh, images from the uh, new space telescope that we have out there, oh my goodness, we're looking back. I mean, this new telescope that is up there is looking further into space and further back in time than the Hubble. I think like at least 10 times more powerful than the Hubble telescope, if not more and you need to take a look at those images. If the power of God is not in those images for you, I, I don't know what to tell you. Folks, uh, y'all stay tuned for Lorraine, and uh, we will see y'all uh, manana. <laughs>